welcome, welcome, welcome to the Generosity Freak Show. I'm Nathan Hill, and I'm so glad you're joining us today for an interview with John Killoran. John is the co-founder of a company called Snowball. Snowball offers a service that makes it super, super easy for a donor to support the causes that they care most about without the hassle of having to remember a username and a password or pull out a credit card and fill out a giant form every single time they want to make a donation. During the episode, John and Brady chat about this type of technology, the implications it can have on making giving easier for donors, and they chat a little bit about what the future of online giving might look like. So if you're curious about new technology that can help you grow philanthropy, I think you'll find the interview pretty interesting. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Freak Show, here we go. It's just another Freak Show, here we go. I said, welcome to the Freak Show, here we go. It's just another Freak Show, here we go. Welcome to the Freak Show, here we go. It's just another Freak Show, here we go. Welcome to the Freak Show, here we go. It's just another Freak Show, here we go. Hi, John. Thanks for coming on the show. Happy to be here, Brady. All right. So uh, we've got a lot to cover, and uh, I want to hear the short story, if we can, of your various degrees, your experience doing kind of consulting with environments and now like tech companies and authentication. How did you end up in this kind of charitable space with Snowball and Swoop? Sure, absolutely. Uh, I was an environmental consultant for uh, – 20 years doing uh, environmental sustainability work and developing web applications that would automate the environmental management process so it was easier to comply with the laws and regulations. And one of the tricky things about this when you're working with like huge groups of people um, to do environmental protection, you need like thousands of people a year to verify that they've done one task. Like, mm. like inspect a valve that could discharge into a river, right? Mm. And when you're trying to get thousands of people to document that they've done something, if you create a standard database application, you give them a username and a password, and they only use it once a year, you get all kinds of problems, mm. <laughs> right? So like they don't remember their password, they get to train thousands of people. Right. So uh, we were super frustrated. We almost quit doing databases for this, right? We just were like super frustrated. And uh, we had this insight one day of these things we call, I swear to God, buttons. And they are <laughs> two-click authentication buttons that you can put in an email. And you send an email and they click the button and it's a mail to link and it pops up an email that's going to go, it's directed to come back to the server and it says, I certify that I did the task and this valve is in good working order. All they do is send it. And when they send it, it carries a data package and it puts it into the system. Mm-hmm. So it just automated all of that. And it was really fun and exciting. And it stopped the big problem. And, uh, you know, we realized we we're on to something. And um, uh, one day I was buying stuff for uh, the kids at Christmas and I never buy anything online. I'm not a shopper. And I'm just going through checkout card after checkout card and putting in my credit card everywhere and the buying process and the paying process just takes so long that super frustrating. I went to mm. bed at night and then like three o'clock in the morning, I came flying out of bed and I'm like, oh my gosh, our, our I swear to God button could be a two-click donation button. 
hmm. so that you know nonprofits can take all the friction out of donating so that people will give more. So that's how the road from being an environmental consultant led to the, <laughs> to the technology world and, and donating in particular. And yet another great idea that, you know, wakes someone up at 3 a.m. in the morning. It's like the magic hour. <laughs> <laughs> Something about it. <laughs> cool. So uh, we're going to get into kind of Snowball in uh, in particular and kind of how it's how it's being used. Um, but wh- why is eliminating that friction uh, and making that the giving process so important in the first place? I mean, I have my own opinion, but from your perspective. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really fascinating to me that um, foragoodcause.com, they did a study and uh, and they're showing that donor abandonment is up to an all-time high uh, at like 86%. And for people who don't understand what donor abandonment is, this is a, a remarkable number. It means that, you know, after people click the donate button on a website, right, that 86% of them will quit when they see the credit card page. Well, think about that for a second, right? Nobody clicks a donate button to see a credit card page, right? They, they mm-hmm. click a donate button because they want to give. They're like, oh, you know, they, they saw the need. They saw this good work that's being done. They see an opportunity to participate and to give. They click donate and then they quit. And what happens is it's like you're in this giving mode. And all of a sudden, when you present somebody with a credit card form, you've switched them out of the giving mode and into this like rational financial decision-making mode. Mm-hmm. And, and I think a vast majority of it are people who just say, Oh, I don't have time. I'll come back and do it later. Right. And, and they never do because life is so high paced. Right. So, <clears throat> so I think it's a really big deal um, that having friction in that process, because I think people are hugely generous and I think there's just a ton Untapped, untapped generosity out there um, mm-hmm. it could be going to good causes. Yeah. Well, and the, I mean, this is why we, we wanted to have you on the show because, you know, our, our mission is to unleash generosity. This is called the Generosity Podcast, you know, the Generosity Freak Show. That's right. And, um, you know, there's the two elements of an equation, or at least that we talk about it when it comes to conversion. There's value factors and cost factors. And, you know, what you're talking about is how do you eliminate the cost factors because uh, it is a cost to actually make the donation monetarily, but there's a huge cost factor in looking at this huge, ugly form or putting in tons of information or you know squinting or pinching and zooming or whatever. These are cost factors that stop people from giving. And that's where tools and technology, I think, has come a long ways, and there's still tons more to go. I think what we've seen, which is interesting, is and we talked about this a little bit before, is you can only do so much. Like, how do you communicate value? A lot of that is on the organization, like getting people to care, believing in their cause, trusting that they're a worthwhile cause. And when we do these donation studies, we're doing one right now with 250 organizations. You go through and make 250 donations back to back to back to back. You don't see a lot of value-oriented pages. A lot of it's like, give us your money or like nothing, right? (laughs) And so I think nonprofits have to do a much better job at communicating value. And then the more that the tools like yours can help reduce the friction, well, now this is a winning equation, but we can't just eliminate friction or just communicate value, right? It's got to be a little of each. It really does have to be both. I mean, you really have to... I mean, you have to show that you're you're doing something valuable, right? And, right. I mean, people care about helping, and when they see that you're helping, you know, they're ready to roll. 
I mean, we're just generous people by our nature. And that needs right. to be, they need, but you need to tap into that by demonstrating that value. And, and then you also have to be polite, you know, and be like, you know, not hit them with a ton of work to do. You know? Right. We joke that like, like, it's almost like saying, hey, you know, drop and give you 10 push-ups before I accept your donation. <laughs> like, like, don't make people work for it. Like, just yeah, you know, get let them commit, right? And and be with you, and keep it smooth, and uh, you'll raise so much more. Yeah, one of the things that that you mentioned, or one of the things that you know, snowball in particular, with this kind of um, lack of passwords, that kind of was like blowing my mind because uh, I hate passwords. Ah. You know, and then I use this tool to keep all my passwords, but they all have the same <laughs> password anyways. So it's not very secure. And just can you share a little bit more about like why you're trying to eliminate some passwords and then kind of tie it back to this, you know, account creation stuff we were talking about before, which could really help, you know, increase generosity. Sure, sure. Your passwords are probably one of the biggest problems just on the internet, right? They're just, <laughs> um, everyone hates them. Like they're just no fun. Um, but they're a huge security risk. Uh, Verizon, uh, Verizon did a study on website security uh, in 2017, and it said that 81% of hacking-related breaches came from a stolen or a weak password. Wow. Okay? Like, these things are just not secure. Right. And they're just causing tons and tons of cost, uh, security cost across the internet. Mm. At the same time, you're annoying everyday human beings who are trying to move. Right. Um, we have T-shirts that say "Passwords suck." Um, okay, <laughs> and when I wear it around town, people, complete strangers, come up to me and just start telling me their story. Right, and they're kind of traumatized. Like, oh my God, I have a spreadsheet with like 45 passwords <laughs> in it. You know, and I'm just afraid someone's going to get the spreadsheet. And yeah, I'm right. Like, and it's just, and I, I feel like a therapist, like you have to stop and listen and, but it's a real thing, <laughs> like traumatized by passwords. So, yeah. so like, those are the two big problems of password. Um, one of the, like a third problem that's a little more esoteric is like, it is stopping websites from growing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like most people only have a couple passwords. There's a stat that's like 60 to 70% of people only use like two or three passwords and they use them over and Gu- over and over again. Yeah. Guilty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you're one of them. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Too, actually. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, <clears throat> so like when you go to set up an account with a website, like you're like, okay, I'm using one of my passwords. And if this website doesn't secure it, you know, you have a, you have concerns about you know, mm-hmm. your password with this, new website. So they stop growth tremendously. Um, you know, new account creation just doesn't happen nearly as often as it would uh, because of the password. Hey, Brady here, back to the interview and episode in a second. But if you've ever been looking to up your online fundraising game, we may have something for you. We've been working in the world of online training and courses for a while, and we decided, hey, what if we did this offline and in person? 
So we've launched these online training workshops where you can actually get certified in things like donation and landing pages, email fundraising, and Facebook advertising. So if you're interested in upping your online fundraising game and you're interested in uh, getting certified in any one of these areas or all of these areas, you can learn more about our uh, in-person training and workshops at nextafter.com slash training. That is nextafter.com slash training. Hopefully we'll see you in a session in person sometime soon. Back to the show. Yeah. Well, and again, that was one of the things that, that we talked about beforehand is, you know, I was looking up a, a research uh, experiment that we that we did where um, allowing someone to actually create an account or if they had an account helped increase giving. I think it was about 15%. I'll have to double check. Um, you know, but like a small increase, 15% sounds like not a lot, but I mean, you add that up over time, you know, and, and the barrier has been creating the account. Right. Like we have other experiments that go, if you force people to make an account, especially before they get too far into the, the thing, they're gone because no one wants another account. They want to give. They don't want an account. Exactly. So can you talk a little bit about kind of how you simplify the account creation process? And maybe you can get a little technical on us, but because I think that's that's what's most interesting about the, the work that you're doing is allowing people to easily create an account without a password. Yeah. You know, um, on that 15 percent, were people having to go back into the account with a password to to give again? So that was an increase in revenue. Right. But they have to, in order to like donate again on that study that you referred to, did they have to have a password and log in? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. yeah okay, great. So I thought, because like the industry stats are, um, you know, if you ask people for a password, you know, if you're a nonprofit, maybe 1% of people will jump in and set up a password. And then half of them will even come back and use it because they forgot the password when they come back, right? Mm-hmm. And on the e-commerce side, that number gets up to 5%, and in some cases, 10%. But again, it's only half will come back and reuse it. So um, if you can get rid of the password, which I think was your actual question, uh, like how do we do that, right? So, yeah. so we allow people to create an account by simply checking a box after they make a donation. And the box is right there on the donate form. And and the magic connector is their email address. So if they give us their email address, uh, we now can create an account for that email address. And when they come back, they log in with a two-click button that uses that email address to log them in. Hmm. So that's the basic description. you know, first, letting them just create an account with a password, the numbers are unbelievable. Like, remember I told you it was 1% would set up an account with a yeah. password? Well, on the Snowball platform, we took the last 100,000 donations that were done online, and 86,000 people out of 100,000 people set up an account <laughs> with a nonprofit. That's crazy. Isn't that incredible. And we see yeah. numbers in that range, you know, and this is across hundreds of nonprofits. So it's not just like, one particular nonprofit. And so, so if you make it easy, people are willing to say, yeah, I want to, I'll have an account with you. So now the question is how do they log back in securely? Right. And what we're using is release. We are replacing the password with digital key cryptography. 
Okay. When you click a login button, a, we're using the Swoop login button, uh, which is our main authentication company. It's affiliated with Snowball. Um, what you're doing is you're pushing a mail to link. A mail to link was like 1990s internet technology. <laughs> and that pops up an email. It's just like the I swear to God buttons I was telling you about. It pops up mm. an email and the email says, send this email message to log in. Then you press send. When you send an email across the internet, around 2012, 2013, this thing called DKIM, Domain Key Identified Mail, had gotten adopted widely. And basically, when your email server sends an email, the machine generates a one-time use 2048-bit password. Okay? That comes to our machine. We use public key cryptography to decrypt it. And we know, as a matter of math and science, that that's you. Hmm. And then we log you in. Interesting. So machines are doing all the work for us in this case. In this case. And it's extra secure, right? Oh, absolutely. It's fantastically secure. I mean, huh. replacing, you know, a weak password with a 2048-bit encrypted slug that we, we call a password, right? Because what is a password? This is a giant token. It's a one-time single-use token. And there's a, there's a great um, website out there called Encryption Versus the Universe. And it's like <laughs> if you took one of these 2048-bit slugs and went back to the Big Bang and you attacked it with a server, you'd get all the way 15 billion years to now. You'd only be like a third of the way through, right? Mm-hmm. These things are mathematically not breakable by current technology. Wow. So it's super secure. Right? Yeah. Um, and uh, but it authenticates you that you're doing this donation. That's, Does that help? That's fascinating. Yeah, no, thanks for kind of unpacking that a bit too, because you know I, I tried it out on your site the other day and it was like, wow, I have no idea what just happened, but that was easy. <laughs> you know, it was cool. You know, and then and then thinking about the the like application of this, and and we don't have enough research to suggest this, but everything we know about giving patterns, you know, suggests that um, if people have their information with you on file and uh, they're interested in giving again and they don't have to log in and remember their password, the likelihood that they'll support again or maybe even become a recurring donor and get second, third gift, you know, even if that increases just a little bit, that is a massive downstream, um, you know, potential because that's the biggest problem that nonprofits face. It's not necessarily getting the first gift. It's getting the second gift and the third gift onwards. And if, you know, this can help a little bit with the first gift and a little bit with the second, third gift. I mean, we're talking about a significant, you know, user experience that has real ROI for people. Yeah, we really think it does. Like, like I know there is billions and billions of dollars of untapped generosity out there. And, and the whole concept of this was to, to tap that. And we have a, we have a, we, we have a new concept that we think it's showing really great promise. And it's, it's a pledge tool. And the other name we call it is like, it's a don't be rude tool, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I'm asking you to support my cause, right? I'm always asking you to say yes. You know, if I came up to you and said, hey, my kids are having a volleyball tournament, you know, we're looking for donors. And if you said, hey, John, I'm in for $50. You know, in a normal human interaction, I'd say, thanks. Hey, that's awesome. And I'll get back with you. <laughs> right. 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 Imagine that this is the way we do it online. You know, I say, hey, Brady, my kids are having a, a tournament. And you say, oh, I'm in for $50. If I said, hey, give me the money right now, right yeah. now, put your card out. 
you know what? Well, give me cash right now. You'd be like, yeah. Hey, you're, you're annoying. Right. Mm-hmm. What, what, what are you, what are you saying? Right. Mm-hmm. So we use that two click technology and I think it's great for nonprofits. So just ask for a pledge. So you just click it twice. You say, yes, I'm in $50, $100. And then the system just sends you emails for the next six months. And when you have time to sit down and do that first transaction, boom, mm. you can do it. You know, and it's, it's just about being polite. It's about trying to make the digital world work in the digital world like you would in the personal world. Just yeah. Don't be brutal. Yeah. Don't be brutal. I like that. Well, and then, you know, what, what lines up there is um, a lot of our research actually shows, especially when it comes to communications, people give to people, not marketing machines. And all we're trying to do is humanize the giving experience. So emails that aren't as designed or let's sound more personal or come from humans and, you know, landing pages that facilitate a conversation and aren't just talking at you. Like all these things we've seen increases giving. So the transaction method, if we can also make that more conversational and personal, like that's interesting. I've seen some stuff about, um, you know, turning forms more into chat. And that as well, just kind of taking a step. Hi, what would you like to do? Oh, you want to make it do- awesome? Thank you so much. How much would you like to give today? Twenty five. Oh, great. That'll help one child in you know Zambia. Thank you so much. Uh, for, would you like to you know complete your donation today? Oh, we need your extra. And it's it's like a conversation, and you just keep going, right? And it's like these are things that we have the opportunity to do now, and so why wouldn't we if if it's more personal? Yeah, yeah. If, if you can relate to a human like you would in the real world. You're gonna have more success. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fascinating. I, I like that idea of the of the chatting. Yeah, it's something that I I know it's on our our, our wish list of things that we want to try. So we'll see. But maybe that's a good segue into to another area that um, your company does. But I'm interested in, and there's been a lot of debate, which is really text to give. Yeah. Um, you know, if we're talking about having conversations, people obviously text all the time, and so the idea of text to give has made a lot of sense to me. I've seen it maybe misused or overemphasized or maybe in place of other things. But can you kind of just quickly describe the the concept of text to give today? Because I think some people think about text to give kind of 10, 15 years ago, and it was pretty different back then. So you right. know, what is text to give, say, on your platform or, or in 2019? Yeah, yeah. You know, in, in the old days, text to give got a bad name from, I think it was the uh, um, the Red Cross for Haiti Relief. You know, they raised like $40 million uh, in a couple hours. And the problem was that like some got awful percentage, like 30, 40% of it went to the carriers. So at and mm-hmm. made a ton of money. Verizon made a ton of money, T-Mobile. And then, and then the nonprofit didn't receive the money until people paid their bill. Right. And it was just like a month or two away. So right. the money was needed then, right? Not, not two months later. So modern text to give and, uh, is, is, is way better than that. And it's really wonderful if you have events, uh, if you have any kind of an audience that you can reach. You know, people love to text, right? So it's simple. You, you open up your text app, you, you know, like we, we, we offered a number of different ways like that I've seen it with, for the snowball. You can just type in a dollar amount and send and, and you've donated that dollar amount, right? You can have keywords and this way people are interacting with you in an app that they like, right? So you can just type in a word, give, you're at an event, 
it'll say type in GIF, and it'll send you a link back, and it'll bring you to a page with multiple donation amounts, and it's really interactive and simple. Um, so and it has a lot of power. Like we see that organizations that that turn on text to give, if they have an audience that they can reach, uh, can really do well. I mean, yeah, people is like churches. You know? Yeah. Yeah, well, and I think you mentioned events, and that that seems like a great application, right? Where people are, everyone has their phone. You're all sitting there. You get asked for money. It it makes sense in that context. I, where I've seen it misused is kind of like on an online donation page when you can like complete your donation. Some people say, "Oh, text text this for ten dollars," and it's like you're you're trading probably like seventy five to one hundred dollars for maybe 10. And in this case, I think it was still through the carrier. And this is like, well, that's the wrong application of, of this technology. So I think that that's part of the issue is that it's not in place of it's kind of uh, in addition to, and in the right context. Yeah. It's in your portfolio of of technologies for raising money, right? People want to give through the channel that they want to give. Some people still want to write checks. You know, some people want to come to you through a website some through social media, some through text. So it, for us, it's like, I, like my advice for people raising money is, you know, you want to be playing in all those channels. And if in time you see a channel doesn't work, then you should just turn it off and not bother, it, bother with it. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's where kind of that, that data and metrics and um, which can sometimes be a bit of a black hole, but that can help shape your strategy too, so that you're not just flying blind. Um, yeah, so, so some of the criticisms are it takes forever for you to get the money. Uh, it's really expensive because it has to go through carriers. And then the other one is that um, depending on who it goes through, you don't actually get the donor information, which makes it then hard to kind of report back and like follow up and here's how you're making a difference. You know, it just becomes a, a $10 that you'll never see again, which also kind of hinders the whole strategy, right? Is that still an issue today? No, no, not, not at all. Like, uh, you know, with Snowball, it's, uh, super affordable. It like pays for itself in four or five donations. Uh, you get all your data right away. You get your money right away. Um, you know, it's 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 identical to like an on uh, an online donation, right? That would come through your site, and you get all your data, right? Um, it's also great. You get the you also get the the, the mobile phone of the donor, so that's always a nice thing to have in your your CRM. So if you're, you know, you start cultivating this donor, you have that piece of information. And, you know, if you're going to call them up and invite them to lunch or something, you just have that bit of information. So it yeah. gets you that as well. I think that's that's going to be an interesting thing too. Like at some level, the, the early text to give was way before its time because we weren't really engaging that much on on text nearly as much. And so even last year, we did a study with 150 nonprofits and uh, we received 15 phone calls and only two text messages out of those 115. And they're like large, you know, kind of more innovative organizations. And so the engagement side of using the phone, period, but definitely text is it's not really happening for the most part. Uh, and so then it makes sense if you can actually start engaging with people. Well, then can you also move them toward donation or transact in that channel instead of like, Hey, I know we're like in this great conversation or something. Now go somewhere totally different and complete your transaction. Yeah. So that that part doesn't really make sense That's, for uh, us nowadays. You're right. Either. You're right. Like, like where we see it is when you have an event, like, you know, the event's going on. Um, 
you might have a giant thermometer on the wall, right? Projecting up on the wall. And everybody, every time somebody texts then you know, it says, thanks them, shows them their name, um, you know, and, and the th thermometer adds to the goal. So you can create this like interactive, almost game, gamification of the event, mm -hmm. right? And yeah, um, and we've seen it very effective there. Uh, we've seen it effective in churches. You know, they have, yeah. to, they have a captive audience. Um, and then, uh, you know, those are the two main areas that I see it being really effective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, th this, this will be a nice segue into the last question before I let you go. But, uh, years ago I went to a charity water gala in New York and everyone who went had an RFID bracelet and, uh, it was like linked to your account and your ticket. And then they did an ask, like everyone who'd like to give $25, take a step forward. And we are, we're all like a long ways away. And then as soon as you step forward, it was basically like a pledge and then it would calculate Whoa. how many people just pledged twenty five bucks, and then wow. how much how many people that meant clean water for, <laughs> you know. And it was like just blowing my mind, you know, that that you know existed. And of course, they had like Seth Meyers, who's the host, and all these celebrities and all this other stuff. But even just that idea of how easy is it? You just take a step forward, and you're making that pledge, and then to kind of gamify it a bit to see, oh wow, I just helped provide water for you know a person. Like that's crazy, and those are the types of things that you know technology can do, which is just—it's unlimited almost. Yeah, I mean, if you can make it easy, you'll tap into generosity, right? And so, kind of on that note, what what is something that you're working on now that is like, oh, this is so cool, or what do you think is kind of coming up next, or or what are you just really excited for when you look forward, you know, five, ten years as it relates to charitable giving? Yeah, you know, for us, it's it's you know, it's. We're trying to build a network of donors, um, and you know it's it's the snowball network that we're trying to we're trying to build here. And we have thousands of nonprofits, and every time somebody donates and says, "Hey, yes, you know, store my card, put my card on file," that donor, if they're if they see a snowball button for another nonprofit, their card will be available. Got hundreds of thousands of people now who have who are part of this, and you know we want to grow that into the you know 100 million, 200 million, to where it's like here's a network, right? That you can just go if you see that opportunity, you see that button, whether it's in a text message or it's an email or it's on a website. You know, mm. giving and acting is just boom, boom. You know, it's a it's a two click go, and cool. we just feel like. If we can get to that spot, you know, we, we just think we'll be generating billions and billions of dollars for good causes. And, and you know, like, and snowballs are basically a free platform, right? Um, mm -hmm. So it's like, that's what we call it snowball. It's like a snowball effect, right? You know, you earn more, you raise more, but you spend less. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to really be bogging down nonprofits with, a lot of technology fees, right? Because you have to mm -hmm. cover that with donations. So mm -hmm. for us, you know, you know, we're striving to get to this totally free platform with just this vast network that can just just raise billions and billions of of new money for nonprofits. That's cool. And I uh, very much hope that you do it. <laughs> um, well, thanks for taking some time to, to share more about your history and your work. Uh, where can people find out more about, you know, you and, and what you're up to? Sure. Uh, snowballfundraising.com is the site. Um, and it contains a ton of information about 
what we're doing, what the platform's about. And then uh, <clears throat> we have another company called Swoop, and it's swoopnow.com. And we're taking the same technology and with this, with this button that websites can add, they can eliminate every password on their website and replace it with much more secure things. So those are the two places to look me up. Cool. Well, anything that can increase giving and eliminate passwords, uh, I'm all in favor of. So thanks for, <laughs> thanks for your work in those areas. And thanks again for coming on the show. Yeah, Brady. Thank you very much. This is great. I appreciate what you do. Hey, this is Brady, and I just want to say thank you for listening to the Generosity Freak Show. If you want to get all future episodes, please be sure to subscribe at generosityfreakshow.com, or you can just search the Generosity Freak Show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have comments, questions, feedback, you can email us at podcast at next after. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, the Generosity Freak Show is produced by Next After, where I work. It, Next After is an online fundraising research lab that works with nonprofits to help them grow their online fundraising. And our mission is to unleash the most generous generation in the history of the world. You can learn more about us and what we're up to and see our latest research at nextafter.com. Lastly, this show would not be possible without my co-host, Tim Kuchuriak, and our amazing mixologist and producer, Nathan Hill. So many, many thanks to them. So thank you again for listening, and we will see you next week.